Dear Ron, this is Detective Rain Reynolds. I'm currently calling everyone I know for help. Something big is happening tomorrow in Criminy City, and we believe it's going to come to a head during the fighting tournament. I collected a lot of intel last night with Luis Salvatore, and we discovered a tunnel that leads to an underground lab directly beneath Kinoko Tower. The odds don't look to be in our favor, and whatever these people are up to is going to be incredibly dangerous. I know by the time this reaches you, it'll be well after the fact, but Pearl insisted that I write to you anyway. <laughs> she's more stubborn than a snubble. But I hope you know, I will try to protect your daughter like she's my own. Regards, Detective Reynolds. So, Pearl, the morning of the fighting tournament has arrived. Detective Reynolds, I believe, has woken everyone up early for y'all to have one last meeting. Uh, Detective, meeting. no, don't worry. I got my alarm clock. You, it's five. Yes, so exactly. It's five. Back. So we need to figure no. out what we're doing today. Come on. Oh, no. Okay. All right, fine. All right, let's get up. Pearl right. does go back to bed. Toofus, get off of me. <laughs> Wait, Pearl goes back to bed? Yeah, Pearl does go back to bed. <laughs> I want to see what Detective Reynolds has to do to really make her wake up. Oh, my gosh. I think that first he just, like, has Luca go in as emissary, and he's Luca's like, hey, Pearl, no, we, we got to get up. Like, everybody else is up for a meeting. It's we, a group meeting? Yeah, it's a group meeting. Everybody well, else is up. They can't start without me. I'm part of the crew. Right, so that's why, you, that's why we need you to start, because we got to figure out what we're uh, going to do today. Are you saying, like, I'm the chairman of this this group meeting? I am wow. not even close oh. to being oh. authorized okay. to say anything like that. But like but you're saying, the meeting can't start without me. I'm saying that they don't wow. want to start the meeting without you, since you and me are the two who are actually doing this tournament. Cool, I hear you, co-chair. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! She comes out, full bunny slippers, totally, totally not about this 5 a.m. wake up. Great. You're wearing a robe and baneery slippers. The yeah. hair's a mess. Yeah. And you're just sitting there sullenly See, with coffee my in gavel. Really? Oh, Seely still got her curlers in. Yes, I was done. Yeah, I was about to come out of my mouth too. And Seely hands me like a chicken, like a fake chicken. A rubber chicken? Yeah, a rubber chicken. I bang it like a gavel. All right, meeting begins. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, we uh, have got a big day ahead of us today. we got to figure out who's going where and what's going on because there's a lot of, lot of factors at play here, so we need to make sure that we're all on the same page, Detective Reynolds says. So, basically, how this meeting is going is I am not going to decide for the NPCs what they are going to do. They are your allies. They are at your disposal. Pearl is not necessarily the one calling the shots for everyone else, but you, Sarah, the player, have agency in choosing who is doing what where okay. throughout the course of today. That makes sense. Uh, but throughout this meeting, uh, you've obviously in here in the room, there's Luca, there's Detective Reynolds, there's Lewis, and there's Professor Nichols, and everyone's accompanying Pokemon. Um, also, side note, I do remember the first time, like, like my first memory as a kid waking up at 4.30 a.m. to catch a plane flight. Oi. Brutal. <laughs> I didn't know such a world could exist at that point in my life. <laughs> um, if you want to share memories of the first time you had to wake up early, <laughs> feel free. Uh, when did you have to first wake up early, Jonah, and you realized they were the things of the wee hours? I do not even remember. That's how sleepy I was. <laughs> a 
Okay, 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 back on track. Okay, so what are we thinking? So we, well, we know- Well, okay, okay. They called and talked to their peeps, right? So they spent all hours of the day, no, all hours of the night calling friends. They spent the later part of the evening once they got back trying to get in touch with as many of their contacts as they could. You rolled a nine for them to do that. And so there what are allies. <laughs> Give me the details. Okay. So specifically. Who are those homies that really, really live by the I'll be there? I pokey swear. Just call my Pokedex number. I'll be there. <laughs> I don't know. These guys may not have a lot of those friendships in life. Not not a ton of rider dies. Yeah, I don't know. So what they have got, Lewis was able to grab Marlin and Persica and Khan. All right. So, you know, you've got Marlin? most of the elite four. Marlin, his brother, the champion. Dope. Persica. Marlin's wife, and also part of the Elite Four. Amazing. Is that kind of like you and me in the game? Do what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. And then Khan, Sully's dad. All right, that makes sense that he's got three rider dies. Yeah. Yorick, the last member of the Elite Four, uh, is off on an archaeological expedition somewhere, and he's out of the region at the moment. Yorick, am I right, guys? <laughs> Classic Yorick. Meanwhile, Detective Reynolds was able to get Janice, and he has two other agents incoming who are on his sort of same level. Honestly, that's really great. But Reynolds does not have, like, you know, a full police force or anything at his disposal because the international police mostly operate kind of similarly to how he does as singular agents dispersed throughout wherever and, you know, mostly work independently. And obviously... With the tip-off about the Team Nasty heist question mark, whatever's going on at the other casino, a lot of the criminy police force is focused on that specifically because they know that Team Nasty has been a big issue up to this point. But more of the intelligence that y'all have been receiving is not as common of knowledge as, like, Team Nasty's been up to something. Here's my thought. And... I just feel like I don't know how to play this in-game right now, so I just got to talk it out with you. Absolutely. Because I feel like it would be really weird if Pearl expressed any of these things. <laughs> yeah, this is like a combination really of the adults and Pearl and Luca. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my thought is, dude, we got almost the entire elite squad. I think they should get down to the basement right now at mm -hmm. 5 a.m., mm -hmm. camp out, Get some astronaut food, mm -hmm. high protein, dense, easy to pack, and wait the whole day there until it starts to pop off. Okay. But get there now, and I think the space is so big that they could chill in a corridor or whatever. At the tower? No, 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 underneath the arena. Oh, you're saying that they, they need should to go into the arena right now at 5 a.m. and camp out underneath the stands. They are not in the city yet. They what will be the here heck? by this evening. They are en route. When do they arrive? What's their ETA? <laughs> they are arriving this evening. That's too late. They are coming from far locations. I don't locations. need excuses. <laughs> I don't need excuses. I need someone who can teleport. <laughs> Unacceptable. You're an elite for a reason, and I'm not seeing elite behavior. <laughs> Pearl says that in character. <laughs> That's a pearl thing to say. <laughs> That's the mixed success. They're coming, but they don't uh, have that much extra time. But they're coming. When is uh, Reynolds' people coming in? They're also... Did Nichols do anything? 
Nichols was not part of this conversation. Ah, oh, Nickel, you just went to bed. <laughs> you and your books. Nichols is actually getting the late night coffee, if I remember correctly. But also... He doesn't have a lot of friends. There's he's a got time Pierce. Warp. Yeah. <laughs> he's got Pierce. And Pierce has got to stay home with the dog, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's at the house with the Lillipup mm-hmm. and uh, his Porygon and whatever ghosts are still hanging out. So they, and they are all in route. Reynolds people coming? They will also be here by no. late afternoon, early evening. Unacceptable. Some of them are not even that in the region right unacceptable. now. Unacceptable! <laughs> I mean, Janice is here all day, because Janice is already in town at the Lair Andromat. So really, I just have two guys and one dude at a computer and Luke and Pearl, who are really above and excelling what their age and expectations <laughs> are. And Sully is out there floating. Sully's out there somewhere doing you don't know what. And Janice is at the Lair Andromat. But his other I'm, two agents are incoming. I do feel like it's really important to have a watch going strong. I don't want the bat bat cave to get compromised. So as much as I complain about Nichols being in the chair, I do think that's important Mm -hmm. because I really don't want him to become a captive or something. Right. And all of his brilliant mind be used for evil. For evil! For evil! Reynolds does tell you Janice is like a member of the international police. Well, no surprise there, Reynolds. So, aka a competent (laughs) trainer. (laughs) Okay, 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 that does up. What if we position Janice outside the tower and when the rest of the elite crew come, Mm -hmm. they go to the tower. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reynolds, does Janice have the the power to arrest someone? (laughs) If they're actively doing a crime, yes. Okay, great, 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 that's progress. You have the power to do that? Yes, I have. Wow. I guess you don't take the law very seriously because I am free. And she does a little walk. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Public menace, am I right, Seely? Or, or, or. High five. (laughs) Also, I'll just tell you that from what you all are aware of, like what Reynolds and them would know, the public does not have access to the basement level of Prism Tower. That makes total sense. So being in that area, yeah, but hiding out like in the lab itself would be tricky. Okay, I think this is what should happen. Janice should go to the tower. Mm-hmm. Scope it out. Yep. I think Detective Reynolds should stay underground, not in the stadium underground, but actually like the, the system, like the pipes that they explored through and walked through. Uh-huh. To see when movement is happening. I feel like he's going to be the sneakiest of okay. all of them uh-huh. and could hide there. I just don't know what to do with Luca's dad, Louie. My thought is have Louie in the actual underground part where the generators and stuff are mm-hmm. and the stuff that will rise up uh-huh. so that when Ringo and the rest of the riders come, I'm hoping by then detective could join Louie and the other people that were coming could help and like fight them down there. You know what I really want? I want to set up a trap and Detective Reynolds will let Louie know when they're coming and when they open the door Mm -hmm. into the base, like from the tunnel into the 
stadium basement that Louie will just whack him with a crowbar over the head and knock him out. One at a time, like whack-a-mole. So Pop goes the weasel. Boom. So as Pearl says, Pop goes the weasel, Detective Reynolds says, all right, so you're thinking that they're sneaking in from underground? Yeah, how are you not thinking that? I, I don't know. Well, if they're if they're locked up on the roof and it's already been raised up there, that's a lot of floors to get up if they're if they're sneaking un- from under. But they have to turn the power off underneath this space, right? That's their job. That's the Moonrider's job. Right. So they're going to have to be down on that level at some point. Right. They when the will. power goes off, that's when things start to pop off, right? Said Pearl in a most lucrative, like in the most clarity and well-spoken <laughs> like thing we've ever witnessed from her. I don't know. And that's part of the problem is I don't know if they're coming from below or if they're coming from above. Because well, Ringo then, mentioned something about flying out of there. So I don't know if something's happening from above or from below. Gosh darn it. Okay, then what if you, detective, are down below, able to tell Janice if people are, ex- like, leaving the tower down below okay. and where people are going? What if Louie is somewhere in the middle, close to the security gate door, easily able to get downstairs to you for backup, but also easily could climb up the flight of stairs to get upstairs to the stadium? This is what I think. This is what I think. Okay. Reynolds Underground. Janice by the tower. Reynolds underground close to the tower? No, just in the middle. Like, able to keep... In my world, it's a very short tunnel. And he can have one eye on the lab door and one eye on the stadium door. That's not quite it. It took (laughs) them half an hour as they snuck through the tunnel to get through there. So obviously, it'd be quicker now that they know where it is if they just ran. Like, I think that, you know, sneaking, it took him a half hour to, like, find it and get there. So I'd say if he was, like, running. It's a 10-minute mile. It's a 10-minute. Yeah. To go through those tunnels. Lucas says, look, I mean, like, if if we need to be quick, I don't know if something happens and and somebody needs to be at this lab. I mean, I can, I've got Roxanne. I I could teleport there. I'd have to go there first to scope it out so she can know where she's going. Yeah, and then what if they do a pop goes the weasel on you? I I don't know. (laughs) But just because if we, we need have, somebody there. Well, but we have Sully there, in theory. In theory. <sighs> I guess. I mean, have we, we heard so anything from her? We have so going for us. <laughs> and Reynolds just says, no, we, we haven't heard anything back from, from Sully. And Professor Nichols says, yes, um, watching the footage, I, I watched her leave the hotel with a, a large man. Uh, and they got in a very fancy car and drove off toward the ribbon. But that's as much as I got from security footage. Oh, meanwhile, we have Sneaky Tuxedo Snake. Ah, yes, the person who is staying in the room next to the presidential suite. Mm, Okay, here's what I think. And this is maybe where it will all go wrong. (laughs) But I think that the raising up of the stadium Mm -hmm. and the lights going off is all a distraction for what the real stuff is happening underneath the city and the lab. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one big ruse. Unless they're just going to aerial attack those people and steal all their Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But that seems more like a Team Nasty thing to snatch a Pokemon mm-hmm. to me. So that's where I struggle wanting to put a lot of people on that top floor. Because to me, it seems like, okay, you have a mass gathering and you're just there to create chaos and pandemonium. Well, the real, real, real issue is easy to move in and out of the city and activate, you know? Mm-hmm. 
that's what my gut is telling me is that the rising of the stadium and stuff is a ruse and a distraction for what the lab and the tower, I think the tower needs more electricity in order to launch whatever they're wanting to launch via it. So I think the tower is more important than what the actual stadium and fight. I think this whole fight is the red herring. I see, I see, I see. And that's just me, Sarah, talking as a personal gut instinct. Totally. Pearl, again, in a moment of clarity like we've never seen before, expresses that. Right, 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 right. And to clarify, Ringo didn't say they were going to turn off, like, the whole city's power yeah, or anything like that. Just, just the stadium, yeah. Just the, just the gym building. So whatever they're doing wouldn't theoretically affect the power at the tower. How long would it take, Detective, for you to fly to the tower from the stadium? For me to fly from the tower to the stadium? Uh, not that long. Not that long at all. It takes longer going through the tunnels down below because it twists and turns and things like that, and you have to go on foot. But flying on, on Bruce, not long at all. On Bruce, I could get there under a minute. Asked Professor Nichols in a <laughs> very adult manner. <laughs> Why are your friends so late? Why are they so lazy? What, did I have to go to the bank before this? Had to drop off some post office stuff? Get a book of stamps? They're the closest ones that I could get, and they are both barely even in the region. One was north of the Kanoko Range, and the other one was out on the coast. You need to connect more with your local community. <laughs> That's really where, you know, in order to stop crime, it starts with the people <laughs> in the city, sir. <laughs> well, so I got Janice. So reclusive! Yeah, Janice is your is an employee. <laughs> Janice is a member Janice, of the International Police. Janice is doing this no matter what. <laughs> she slams her coffee down and shovels another pancake in. <laughs> oh, man, guys, I don't know what to do. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Who do you want to phone? MB, bring, bring. <laughs> GG, bring, bring. Hi, what should I do? I think that Professor Nichols also volunteers. He says, I, I don't know how useful I could be, but if anyone is going to the lab to try to stop anything that's happening at this lab, I will go. I, I'll obviously need an escort or something because uh, I don't have, you know, I left Little Pup at home with Pierce, but if, if there's something that needs to be stopped, I, I'll do whatever I can. I, I just, I, I want to be helpful. I want to be useful here. And if Tyler's at this lab, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. That is a good point. He, if something was going down in that lab, he could be the mind to stop it. Right. So Professor like Nichols volunteers of, that. So. I, I like the idea of Professor Nichols and Luca going because Luca could teleport him out. Does anybody else? Can anybody else teleport? Who has the power of teleportation? Uh. Because me and Luca just have to be kids this morning to keep the ruse alive. Lewis says, I mean, if you've got a Ralts, then uh, Waldo could transform into the Ralts and also be able to teleport. Yeah, and then also I could have Ralts and Pillsbury, and Pillsbury could be a Ralts. So theoretically, we could get we could get three people teleported. But the trick is that I'd have to go. Like, whoever's teleporting, whoever's got, if it's me and dad or whatever, we'd have to go scope it out first so we know where we're going. Ugh! So, I mean, no, 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 it's no, still no, no. early. I'm so not. if we went to scope it out, we could still get there and get back in time for the tournament. It's just a matter of sneaking in and out of there. 
Well, I was just thinking you guys, that they, they could sneak in in some way, but they could teleport out if things go badly. Mm-hmm. That's also true. That if they, That's if they snuck point, down there. That's a good point, though. That's, okay, yeah, I like that. That was really smart, guys. I know there's a lot of resources and, and abilities to keep track of, of what everybody's got at their well, disposal. Well, but also, I mean, it just freaks me out, because if this is how much we have, I can only imagine, because in some ways, I, I can only imagine what the bad guys have at their resource. Because in some ways, I don't want to sound like I am a negative Nancy, but I do know stuff is going down. Like, we can't prevent it all. Like, I have shut off the whole Team Nasty casino casino thing. thing. Yeah, because I just feel like this, if we're going to stop, like, I'd rather stop one closely, like, be able to affect one of these major events and put a damper into it. Mm Mm-hmm like a definite dent mm-hmm. versus trying to spread our resources to tackle both of them and not make any difference based on how the dice shake out. Right. In case if, if a listener was like, but what about the casino? I get it. I totally get it. Imagine a cryptic crew trying to tackle that right now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine them. Like you've, already, you've already gotten a casino, <laughs> a whole casino thing. <laughs> All of you who also listen to Critical Ditto. Casino. Yes, the casino. <laughs> No desperate dealer here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the teleportation is good. So, Reynolds, how comfortable do you feel leaving this place totally unmanned? Leaving this? The, the cave? cave, yeah. Overall, I feel fine. Theoretically, there shouldn't be anybody else who knows about it, but with also all of the security systems in place, I think we should be fine. It seems like a, a strange diversion to me if anybody was going to try to come here while we were away. Most of the time, the place is unmanned. We're just here right now because we're in town. A lot of the time, this place sits empty, but in most of the major you know, cities in the region, I've got a safe house that's an option. Okay, here's what I present. I would love if Reynolds could try to plant a camera in the tunnels before the event starts. Okay. And connect it to whatever footage. Plant two cameras. Okay. A camera by the lab door. Like the exit that they found last night. Okay. And plant a camera by the generator-like door into the arena. All right. Then, when stuff begins to happen, we're going to keep Nichols here, like throughout the day. Throughout all the tournament, keep Nichols here. Have the detective and Nichols in communication via spy technology slash Bluetooth with Nichols, right? Like radio headsets, essentially. The little inner ear things. The white, clear inner ear things. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I'm picking up what you're okay, putting great, down. Okay, okay, okay. Um, they, they definitely have those. And they'll be essentially in street clothes, just totally disguised, there to watch it. Reynolds and Louie. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And Louie also has his little earpiece thing, I assume. I assume everybody that's We're part of the squad. We're all getting the clear earpiece thing. Everybody's getting the earpiece. Pass them out, Sally. Order, 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 order. <laughs> yeah, so you've got... I have a very small inner ear. Sometimes water gets in it. You've got your aura reader hookup <laughs> on the one ear, and now you've got the little other communication device in the other ear. You're Janice is still by the tower. Up. Janice is going to the tower. They are scoping that out all day in their own Janice way. Whether that means they're a cleaning person for the tower, sitting at the Denny's, staring straight at it the whole day. Whatever is appropriate, Janice knows best. Great. Okay. I'm so you- making a bumper sticker. <laughs> Janice knows best. Yeah. Perfect. But that is what they're tasked with. They're the on-person thing for the tower. Okay. They're going to be just 
keeping eyes on the tower all day. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Great. So, if we can get those two cameras planted. Okay. Nichols is going to stay watching and informing us when things start to happen. Yes. Man in the chair throughout the course of the day. Louis is going to be in charge of when his people arrive. They're under his orders. Okay. Reynolds, when his people arrive, his two extras, they're under his orders. If Luca gets out of the fight first, he goes with his dad. Goes with his dad where? I don't know yet. Okay. But here's what I'm thinking. I kind of know. And again, listeners, imagine everyone is saying all these things. This is a plan created together. Yes, this is all the group talking amongst each other and, you know, having having breakfast. And Pearl is really just doodling the stick figures, but also having some brilliant ideas as well. Yes, Um, Uh, she's absolutely part of it. The ear thing, that was her. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we're going to proceed as normal. Okay. Nichols will have his eye on those cameras. Yes. And will notify us when the Ringo crew enters. Mooney, I really would love if the camera could get inside the lab. Mm. Not just inside the tunnel. Right. But, like, notify us if anything fishy is happening in that area. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have to see where it goes from there. Because I think we're definitely going to use teleportation to our side. Yes. To our advantage. Okay. Because the fact is, Louis already knows where the door for the lab is. Mm-hmm. Even if he teleports to the door and knocks it down, we're already there, you know? Yes. But my thought is, if... Luca gets out, he teleports back and gets Professor Nichols. Uh-huh. Teleports. Oh, Luca hasn't been there. Yeah, so that's the that's the trick for that is that Luca would have to go there ahead of time. All right, then Luca has to go with Reynolds to set up the cameras. Okay. Cuz I don't really again, I think they can break down a door. Pearl behind her back pulls out a stick of dynamite. You want this? No, I yeah, got you do. this. You do. Stick it. And she sticks a little <laughs> stick of dynamite. Okay. okay. I think I'm just going to use him. And Two-Fist is like. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So Two-Fist and a stick of dynamite. Easy. <laughs> a dangerous combination. Okay. That was that was good clarification, though. Okay. Luca needs to set up these cameras with Reynolds. Okay. But we have enough teleportation power. If it seems like the right thing to get Nichols into that lab. We can have one Salvatore go get Nichols and bring him back right to the point while the other Salvatore holds the fight down. Great. It would have to be Luca because Luca is the one who has two that could potentially teleport. Right. Between Pillsbury and Roxanne. Exactly. And if I am the person to lose this battle, Uh we have nothing. (laughs) Pearl says that over the table. And she turns to Luca. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, uh... Not telling you to whiff it, but (laughs) not telling you to throw the fight because I'm probably not strong enough to win it. (laughs) Well, that's that's my other question for you. Is there do you have any contingency of Pearl going somewhere else if she gets out or no matter what, is she going to be there for when whatever pops off as Um, part of the crowd? If Pearl loses the fight, I think she goes under Reynolds. Okay. Where, and where Reynolds too, is there as a spectator. And they could fly out with her Gyarados and his Noi Batman to the tower as fast as they can. <laughs> yes, with <laughs> with Gyarados and Noivern, yes. Yeah, that's all I got if she loses. So I hate to say it. I'm just going to be bold. I really hope Luca whiffs it. <laughs> 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 out of game. Pearl would never say that to his face. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But also, I mean, 
if things are wanting to get stopped in the lab, we could try to use the inner ear thing to receive directions from, from Nichols, you know? But either way, whoever is still there has a way out, whether mm-hmm. it's teleportation or if it's flying off on a big old smart dragon thing. And Reynolds peoples are taking orders from Reynolds and Louis' people are taking orders from Louis. My gut is thinking that Louis would bring all of his people to the tower. Mm -hmm. And then my gut is also saying that Reynolds would try to place his people in the exits of the pipes if people are trying to run away. Cool. But again, I hear you with the idea that the electricity factor doesn't affect the tower. So my gut instinct about that being the ruse could be totally wrong and everyone might just have to go straight to the stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then we'll see what happens. So with all of that said, all of that in mind, this plan set theoretically, it could all fall apart or it turn really into something could. completely different. It really but could, yo. As of right now, to sum it all up, Janice scoping the tower out all day. Reynolds and Luca are about to go down into the sewers and plant two cameras, one by the door that is the door out of the lab. gym basement and mm-hmm. one by the lab. Yep. Nichols will be staying at the Neubat Cave during the day, keeping an eye on just everything. Reynolds and Nichols and Lewis and you and Luca, all of y'all are going to be in contact all day because everybody's got earpieces. Love. Reynolds and Lewis are going to be at the tournament in disguise as spectators. Reynolds bringing back classic character Uncle Ryan. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) When they arrive, Lewis and Reynolds... Various people are just going to be under their orders and they're going to kind of just figure it out when they get there, once they got a better lay of the land, whatever the situation is. If Luca gets knocked out of the tournament, he's going with Lewis and is theoretically going to be teleporting down to the door of the lab to go in there and try to bust up whatever. But Luca is first going to pop over to the Noibat cave, then with Professor Nichols in tow, use Roxanne and Pillsbury to teleport back to the spot under the sewers. That's right. So Louis, Louis the dad, will go immediately to the lab. Louis will go straight down. Yes. But and Luca will go. And stall and keep people there. Correct. Et Just mess up as much as he can. Yes. And then hopefully, you know, depending on where his friends are, they will also be helping. But he, they, he might dispatch them to the stadium to help people. You know? Right. Whatever, wherever the need is. But L- Luca has very clear objectives. If he is out, his job is to teleport get Nichols teleport to the lab. Yeah, so that Nichols can try to deal with whatever. And mine is, I would go under Detective Reynolds' orders and most likely just fly to the tower. Right, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since you all are not sure exactly what Sully's note meant, but just that there's some connection between the places and with this lab that's under there. So I mean, she said on. go underground, and we definitely got a lot of info. Yeah, so that's, that you found I, That's that. another reason why I do think the underground tunnels are a little bit more important, but yeah. I also respect it in the sense of, like, Reynolds says he can't move as fast, so. Oh, guys. Remember when it was fun? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game with strategy. <laughs> okay, so to make it quick... I think that what Reynolds and Luca probably do is uh, rather than sneaking back through like the dock area, the service and all of that through the basement, instead, Reynolds and Luca are going to try to find a spot like in an alley or something where there would be a sewer grate kind of thing and and go go down down that that way way to try to get in that zone. So as they do that, Reynolds knows where it is. It's a nice 530 (laughs) a.m. It's early in the morning. 
there's certainly uh, theoretically a spot where they could go and just hop down in that area and not have anyone take particular note of them. But because I took the time to actually stat out some of our more uh, prevalent adults. Prevalent adult. <laughs> what an honor. Would you rather Luca or Reynolds make the main sneaky roll? 1,000% Reynolds. Great. Okay, so Luca can lend a hand as they together go sneak down there just to do that. So go ahead and roll for Luca to lend a hand plus agility first. Nine. Great. So he's going to add a plus one to whatever Detective Reynolds gets. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus agility for Reynolds. Reynolds has a plus two to agility. Ten. Nice. Okay, a full success. So the two of them are able to, with Reynolds' knowledge of the sewer system that he already gained from last night, they find a just side alley, you know, where they are able to get down below sewer grate, uh, get down in there, sneak around through some of the tunnels, and they find a way to set up cameras, one near the lab. So it's actually where they go in is pretty close to the ribbon, that main stretch. So they put the one right there just where... Nichols will be able to see the door to the lab and then another one down over there near the door to the generator room basement of the gym. And I know this probably goes without saying, but they're recording it all. Like it's not just like a live feed like that. You yes, can't no, it's say. all there's all it's backup recordings. Recorded. Anything yes. that Nichols has been getting there's in from the drives. feed since yesterday has all been recorded. So he actually probably went back and showed you Sully leaving in the car and everything yeah. and all of that. Cool. So also, I promise this is fun, guys. I just <laughs> I just really like I told Jonah before this, like, I know there's some things that I just can't control. Like there'll be the bad guys are going to be bigger than us. But I also feel like this is one of the rare moments in, a, in an RPG where I feel like, wow, we actually have enough information that we could make a significant dent. So, yeah, no, I'm just focused. That's for lack totally of better fair. words. I want to win. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I'm prepared to get smacked down. <laughs> <laughs> so they set those cameras up. Is there anything else while they are down there? They set up the two cameras. Is there anything else that you would like for them to attempt to do while they're down there? Set up a bear trap? <laughs> Just a big, yeah, big yeah, that could trap. cut, that could like chomp someone's foot. <laughs> that is something I would like to do. I'm not joking. Legitimately, I would like to set up a bear trap. That's like a full <laughs> video game mode right there. <laughs> <laughs> Reynolds like, oh, yeah, 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 sorry. I know my spike equipment's normally more high-tech than that, but. <laughs> just, roll the fl- just roll a flat 2d6. Wait a yes and. <laughs> eight. An eight. It's older and rusty, and you're not totally sure if it'll, if it'll work fully or if whoever sees it will just step around it, but there is an old bear trap <laughs> down there. Reynolds looks to Luca, and he's like, My dad was a pioneer. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was a pioneer, and he always said, when in doubt, when you know that the stampede is coming, at least set up a bear trap. (laughs) That, sorry, was his voice in that moment, guys. I don't even know how to process what you just said. One day you'll learn. You'll learn. (laughs) (laughs) So the video feed is set up. And he tests his inner ear thing underneath the tunnels and says, hey, guys, by the way, I set up a bear trap. Okay. He does that. Signal's good. Great. Signal works from under there. And Pearl goes, cool! <laughs> Everybody's aware of the fact. Every, all of your allies are aware of the fact that there's a bear trap. <laughs> there's a bear trap! 
Crow's like, do you have any extras here? No, she just, the, just the one. It was she an eight, so it look. was just the one bear trap. Darn it. Harpoon gun? Subtlety, subtlety. It's going, it's going visceral, guys. <laughs> Crowbar. <laughs> so they set the cameras up. All of that is good to go. I actually have a crowbar. Never mind. I'm good. You do. You do have uh, Ricky Jones' Pearl, crowbar. Pearl shines up her crowbar for this day. <laughs> you polish your old crowbar. I polish my old crowbar given by my dear friend. Ricky Jones. Fantastic. <laughs> so stressed. Okay. You're going as you. I'm going as me, yeah. You're going as you. Luke is going as him. Reynolds and Lewis are going separately from y'all and disguised. With all of the pieces set in place for the time being. Also, obviously, Luca takes out Pillsbury and Roxanne and shows oh, yeah. them this is the spot. Yes. Uh, so they know where the spot is. But with all of that, all the all the pieces of the plan set, and now for the dominoes to fall into place. Oh my gosh! The most evil smile just came across Jonah's face, guys. You and Luca make your way to the gym. Pearl is definitely talking to herself. It's just a normal day, Celia. It's a normal day. It's a normal day. We're doing this. We've done this before. It's normal. Everything's normal. I'm normal. Are you normal? Hey, before they get out into the public, she does give Luke a hug. He hugs her back. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Best friends. Best friends. Best friends hug. After this, let's get a tattoo, she says. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fantabulous partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out their new Starry Night set. It's one of eight new stone dice sets they're dropping for the holiday season, and I need them. I don't think I've ever seen dice that are more my specific brand, and if I love them that much, I think you're going to love them too. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Junior and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. We want to continue spreading the word about the show and about Pocket Monster Fight for all those Pokemon fans out there. We know there's folks just looking for a new Pokemon tabletop game to play and you, you, should, you should point them towards this one. That'd be a good thing for you to do. <laughs> and if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Junior and you want to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. 
massive, humongous thank you to our newest patron, Anthony. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for contributing directly to all the work that we're doing on and off mic, which includes making this game. <laughs> if you'd like to give us that support as well, you can do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Questco Junior. You can also come hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Monster Fight and Pocket Monster Fight. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. Speaking of those updates, obviously we are heading into a tournament arc, which is a lot of fun. We've got some amazing battles coming up. Uh, there have been even more revisions and additions to the game since we recorded these episodes, so you should definitely check out PMF. Try it for yourself. See what's new. November has turned into a super busy month for both Sarah and I with shows and performances and other life things, but I'm hoping to get another update out before before we get too deep into the holiday season for any of y'all hoping to rope your friends and family into playing with you while you're home for the holidays or on your breaks or what have you. But we know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Speaking of fan art, we've gotten some more lovely art sent to us since our last episode. Also, if you haven't listened to that Halloween special, uh, check it out because it was a lot of fun. Uh, but thank you to MB at Embergity on Instagram for some wonderful sketches of Pearl, Luca, and Lady M. If you haven't seen that, go check out our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing them or the fan art page of the website where we've got a gallery of all the art that fans have sent us or on the discard where a lot of fan art gets posted first and you can see it before anyone else. <laughs> How exclusive and fancy. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Insane in the Rain Music for Golden Battle, Rise to the Challenge, Gladian's Groove, Stupid Blues, and Oriental Hues. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs Trouble at Slowpoke Well and Whirl Island Surf Theme. Thank you to Zame for Pokemon Gym, and thank you to Michael and Game Chops for Pokemon Gym. Thank you to Aaron Kenny for the song The Black Cat. Thank you to Christopher Mo. Ditlifson for Covert Affairs. Thank you to Farrell Wooten for the song Claustrophonic, and thank you to Walt Adams for the song Pembroke Pines, and thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing, and I gotta get really close to the microphone to say this, the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action and get this tournament started. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr.
you and Luca together, I assume, at this point, because no real reason for you not to. Make your way over to the Criminy City Gym. You enter through the big double doors and you see Harry at the registration table. Paul gives a big wave. Hi! Hey, how you doing today? Are you ready? Are you prepared? You know it! Oh, excellent, excellent. He is looking sharp, by the way. Harry is dressed to the nines today. Love that. He is dressed up in his finest zoot suit. <laughs> but he says, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, all right, if you all is, yeah, I got you checked in here and you all are ready. All right, uh, I'll just guide you over here to the lineup because you all are going to be, uh, all the contestants is going to be led into the big arena for the opening before we uh, we get into the individual battles. Whether you win or lose, uh, you can uh, go either into the green room when you're not fighting or you can stay out and watch. Up to use. Okay. But there's reserve seating for you up front. If you stay out to watch uh, in the green rooms, uh, there's a healing machine, so you're all set. Do you cool. have any, Do you have any questions? Have you ever done this before? Have I ever done this before? Yeah. Like the tournament? Yeah. I mean, this is the first time that they've done this tournament in so long. So no, I mean, like you know, I, I got a couple of badges myself back in the day, but now just work behind the desk. Oh. Pearl finds that very weird that he has not done that. <laughs> that he hasn't actually participated yeah, in the tournament? Yeah, I find that very weird. <laughs> well, it's kind of unprecedented, uh, this tournament. I think from everything that you've gathered, mm. this is not something that happens all the time. Like, normally it'd just be like, go do a gym, and, like, it's a regular challenge. So the fact that there's, like, a tournament to get to the gym leader, it's definitely different. It seems like it's more of a publicity exhibition thing okay. that doesn't happen all the time. Fair. As you all made your way over there this morning, the, the thick haze over the city was uh, just hanging there, light reflecting through it. Ooh, the city. I that love imported it. New York streets. I love it. Wow, take a deep breath. Too deep, too deep. <laughs> definitely got some remnants of last night in there. Yes, the haze hangs thick this morning. But if you don't have any other questions for Harry, you've got all of your Pokemon, any of their held items and stuff. Yeah, I'm all ready. distributed. Yeah, you've got your party. And Harry guides the two of you to the waiting area. You and Luca find yourselves in a tunnel, standing in a line with the other tournament contestants, waiting to go out into the ring for the opening of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. I've put all my Pokemons out in a circle. We're doing high knees. We're doing jumping jacks. We're getting a pep talk. We're by Seely. Seely's pep talking me right now. Right. You're doing this just where the other trainers are just all at. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, I just need a group moment with my peeps. Great. You, you, you're having this group moment. You, do, you do that. Jackie looks tunnel. thrilled. Jackie is like, let's do this. Jackie is so. She's pumped. doing like rolls and flips and stretches and kicks. Yes. And just uh, a reminder of exactly who you and Luca are coming in here with for the tournament. Pearl has... Fanta, Jackie, Mudslide and Pebble, Oscar, and Mysterio. Boom. And Luca has Tufus, Maximilian, Lotza, Hercules, and Mr. 90s. So... Hold on. I also would like to have a group outfit. A group outfit for Team Punch? Yes. I hope everybody's okay, but I feel like Team Punch is just the perfect name right now. I mean, th- that, this is really just for uh, for those of you who listened to one of our last Mordecai's mailboxes. Somebody asked, uh, oh, if Pearl like had her own, it was technically evil team or whatever, her own Team Nasty equivalent, what would it be called and what would the mascot be? And it was Pancham and the name was Team Punch. So even though they are obviously not evil. 
In fact, actively fighting evil. We gotta get Team Punch in there. <laughs> but I do think we all have like classic, like old school wrestling outfits on. Ooh. And like um, Pearls is like a, a female version of it with a tiny little skirt still. Nice. Um, Halucha needs very little. Mysterio is like, I'm already dressed for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Is there anything specific for like Mudslide and Pebble or uh, Fanta and Oscar besides just like classic old timey wrestling outfits? There is, but I can't think of anything right now. All right, well, we'll so wait till they get in the ring and we can just describe let your in further imagination detail. Take over here, folks. And I just want you to know that my team looks tough yet cute. Love to see it. Tough and cute. But we are uniform. Like, it's a group uniform right now. There is a group aesthetic that is happening. Mm hmm. Cool. The one that is most conducive to sweat. Thanks for making me, Seely. Or, or. <laughs> the one that makes you the sweatiest? No, the most conducive for sweat. Like, can handle it. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> <laughs> gosh, knows I'm already sweating. Am I right? And she pans over to Luca. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. In this line, as you are doing your group hype up, there are a few other trainers that you recognize, but many of them that you do not. Among the familiar faces are Luca, Bailey, Tom <gasps> the Fry Bailey! Cook. Hi! Hey! Wow! It's so nice to see you. Do you like my wrestling outfit? Oh my gosh, uh, I love uh, it. Uh, thanks. I'm going to put my hair up. Nice. Okay, uh, sorry. Who was after Bailey? <laughs> Bailey, Tom the Fry Cook. Ha <laughs> Josiah and Paxton, who seem to have found a way to enter together. <laughs> Jasper and Shane. <laughs> of all the people that I was not ready to see on this day, I'm thinking about so much more, but that is, woo! Pearl just sees and says, cherry on top! Gives a wave from afar. Yeah, he gives a little wave back. He says, all right. Hey, Pearl. Good to see you. Good Hi. to see you. Yeah, I'm seeing you. <laughs> Good to see you, too. Hope you got all your teeth. Oh, I certainly still do when he flashes those oh pearly whites. Gosh, I do a back over ponytail flip, <laughs> and I get back to my crew. You do. Oh, I was not ready for that. You were ready for Shane? No. If, <laughs> if all the listeners recall way back when you parted ways with him after Tremella Town. He said he was heading toward Criminy City. I remember. I just I don't know. Time <laughs> is a concept. <laughs> so and I know we're friends. We're on good terms. But still it doesn't make me not Just that level of rivalry. We're friends, but I don't have to <laughs> like him. <laughs> I just, I think I just didn't need that in today. I didn't need. <laughs> well, you got Jasper and Shane. You got both of these fancy boys. Jasper is underdeveloped and I could care less. No, I'm just joking. Got that. <laughs> Jasper, I, I've seen more recently, I guess. Hi, Jasper. Uh, hello. Well, good to see you again, Pearl. Love the matching capes for everyone. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, we're all caped up. <laughs> Uh, you know why uh, Jasper had such uh, the, such that huge, massive embarrassment at the competition? Yeah. That I really do have a soft spot in my heart for him in some ways. Right. Jasper's out he here looking for redemption. To, yeah. He also treated us to an, an entire shopping spree. Yes. That is true. So, again, I have a soft spot in my heart for him. 
but Shane, straight up rival. Oh, straight up. I just get so... I've never even... I don't even... Yeah, there's so much visceral aggression that begins just at the sight of Shane. Just this Irish-sounding <laughs> lad who looks like Chad Michael Murray. Just the sight, and Jackie immediately senses it, and I have to hold her back. Jackie, like, feels it. Yeah, Jackie <laughs> just starts to... In the force. Jackie starts to walk over, and I gotta hold her back. <laughs> Wait for the wing. Wait for the wing. Hold on. Yes? I do also want to add that um, Seely is dressed like Mickey Goldmill, from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> With a non-combatant scarf. The little hat, the little sweat, like the little uh, jacket. Is dressed like who? Mickey. Oh, The okay. old guy in the ring who tells Rocky to keep going. <laughs> and has the towel over her shoulder. Fantastic. <laughs> That's Seely right now. Yes. Seely's your Mickey. Yeah. Oh, it my was Rocky's gosh. trainer. That's fantastic. Well, with that established, just so I know, Sarah, would you rather you fight first or Luca fight first? Because through this tournament, it's for each round, obviously, you know, there's there's only one at a time. The audience is all here in the one space. It's the one ring. Um, I think I would rather fight first, but can we just flip a coin in the essence of fairness? Sure. Go ahead and roll a D6. Odds is you, evens is Luca. That's uh, a three. All right, so you will be the first to fight. Okay. Woo! That feels right! So, with all of the trainers in the line, the ones that you know, and like I said, others that you do not, with everybody in the line, the handler gives the signal, and you go with the rest of the contestants out into the bright light of the arena. We are here. We are Team Punch, and we will punch. Oblivion! Silly, take the horns! Boom! We're here now, uh! We are super tough, yeah! We can kick stuff, uh-huh! We've got butt slide and pebble! Boom! You'll be the rest of the team, uh! We are slow motion, walking, we're tough, we're super tough, and we're really hyped up, cause we are Team we punch up in the air. You punch up in the air. It was powerful. (laughs) The whole crowd was into it. Go ahead and uh, roll. uh, Panchip was doing aerial flips. Roll. uh, Just roll to perform. Roll to perform. And Seely was the horn touch. Yes. Oh, beauty blessed. Here we go. It is an 11, sir. An 11. It was amazing. An 11. On a 10 plus, your performance is a hit. Pick two NPCs who witnessed your performance, uh, and I will pick one uh, action for each of them from the list below. So as you go out into here, let me set the scene even more. There is a large crowd already. You all make your way up into the ring. Even though everybody else is kind of keeping it together, you are rowdy and you are here. Yes. <laughs> the crowd is partially obscured from the light, but you can hear the murmurs of excitement on all sides. They get even more excited uh, with your 11 from your performance. Yeah. Uh, so you can see that there are you know, various people in the crowd. So which two NPCs, it could be one of the trainers who is up here with you that's also a contestant, or you can just pick up, make up somebody from the crowd that saw your performance and is so into it 
that they will either offer to help you, give you a piece of information, express their admiration, ask for your help, or attempt to impress you. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> um, I won't like the announcer to be one. Okay. Whoever like the man in the sky is. Great. <laughs> For it not to be an adversary this time around for me. <laughs> Rather than Harold the Herald? Yep, yep, yep. And I want to clarify, Harold the Herald and Harry, this guy, are two different people <laughs> that I didn't think through 100% when I... <laughs> <laughs> so I got to pick one. You, you Are you picking the other one? No, you, you pick two. You pick oh, two people. and the person who I'm going up against first. And the first person you're going to go up against. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you who that is shortly. Wow, guys, I didn't even know that would have a bonus. I just knew that I had to do it because it's who I am. Okay, great. So the announcer and whoever you're going up against first are the two NPCs that are going to do something from the list. I will get to that. All eyes are on the group of you until the jumbotron above lights up. Harry is on the screen dressed up nicely in his finest zoot suit for the occasion. He's also there in person on a smaller stage off to the side, addressing the audience behind an old-timey microphone. Next to him, also in tiny zoot suits, are a nuzleaf and a crow gunk. Cute. Good morning, everybody! I would like to officially welcome all of you to the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. 16 trainers will be competing today for the chance to take on the one and only Leroy in an exhibition match for the Swing Badge. Speaking of which, our house band is going to be here all day keeping the joint jumping. Oh, yeah! And more lights come up around Harry to reveal the stage, which has the house band, a bunch of cool cats all dressed to the nines and warming up on their instruments. Are they really cats? No, but oh. no. Oh, because yeah. that would be weird, because I would be like, well, what kind of cat? No, no, what no. What Pokemon? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not an all Meowth and Lipart. That's what I was figuring. No, no. Yeah, okay. So it's not that, guys. It's not that. Again, listen to our friend's podcast if you want that. But they are top of the line, and we've brought them on just for use here today. They are frisking the whiskers and licking the chops. Now they're going to take you on a ride today, especially my man Al here tickling the ivories. And the piano player looks up and gives a smile and a nod as he plunks out a smooth melody. So everybody out there in the stands today, are you ready to have a ball? There is raucous applause. Are you ready to see these trainers have the fight of their lives? The crowd goes wild. Fight of the lives, meaning that we'll feel alive afterwards. (laughs) Then let's get grooving. Trainers, you can make your way to the green room to prepare audio ringside seats to watch. That is, except for our first pair of trainers to face off. And I got to tell you, folks, it seems like there's one to watch here. First up, we've got Pearl with Team Punch. Insert song here. And Bailey with Team Monkeying Around. Oh. And Bailey seems super excited to be fighting you. Oh. She's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like so fun. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I get a little more. Okay, all right. I I respect what you said. I must demolish you. (laughs) (laughs) So... The other trainers leave the ring. Some going to the green room, like Jasper definitely goes to the green room. To oh, yeah. To you know, a bunch of the others. Uh, and, you know, I, some stay there, some leave. Uh, Luca definitely stays to watch you. But you and Bailey go to your separate corners, the red corner and the blue corner, here in this big boxing ring style setup. 
So there's the big Jumbotron, and also there's a big bracket over on the side, which has all of everybody's names, team names, if they have one, if they thought of one, and then also all of the Pokemon at their disposal. So for any of the Pokemon that, you know, they have at your disposal, like next to your name and picture, there is a picture of all of the Pokemon on your team next to Luca's. There's pictures of all of his. And obviously, as it goes down, it's got everybody else's with their potential ones that they could pick. So you see that at her disposal, Bailey has a Monferno, a Primeape, and a Passimian available. You don't know what she's going to choose, but those are the three that she has. Pearl, you would be familiar with the Monferno because Ron has one. A dad? Yep. Oh. Ooh, Passimians are cool. <laughs> They're weird. I really love the theme. Team monkeying around. Also, listeners, if you're not a Patreon, you would not know this, but the Patreon supporters that we have, bless them, voted on which teams they wanted Pearl to face off against in the tournament, and the ones that got the most votes ended up, you know, lining up with her on the bracket in some way. And monkeying around was one of them. They were not told which Pokemon would be on each team, but just going by team names, they have voted on who they would like for Pearl to face off against. Okay. After getting a visual, I'm going to change my tactics. Okay. In the want of wanting things to go speedy uh-huh. and playing not quick, not quickly for the sake of getting it done, but like staying strong. My whole crew staying strong. Yes. I'm going to use Mysterio first. Cool. You'll have a chance to heal in between each round. I, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to, exactly. I'm going to use Mysterio first. Great. All right. We have Mysterio and. Oh, I send somebody else? Yeah, you have two Pokemon for each round. It's a, like a, a tag team kind of thing. Oh, that's so cool. Well, then it's got to be the Bird Brothers. All right. Ga-ga! Fly me to the birds and let me punch you to the sky. Hit it, cool cats. <laughs> The band does strike up a tune at the at the behest of Harry, who's like, yeah, no, give us something. Give us something. Come on, come on. <laughs> You've got Harry on your side. He's like, yeah, I root for this kid. She's got, she got spunk. I like it. <laughs> yeah, all of the band is in there, like, really nice zoot suits and tuxedos and stuff like that. They're all, they're all dressed up real fancy. Uh, and the piano player seems to be the band leader. Cool. Nice. Let's do this. All right. So... You go with Fanta and Mysterio. Fanta first or Mysterio first? Mysterio. All right. So you set up with Fanta and Mysterio as Bailey sets up with the Monferno and the Passimian. Go ahead and roll initiative. What you got for initiative? A seven. A seven. Bailey rolled a four. Two twos. So you will be up first. So oh, you wow. send that out. Was low. Okay. Yeah, you send out Mysterio as she sends out Monferno. Mysterio, I think that you can tell just from the get-go, seems a little bit nervous to be back in this big arena. I know, that's also what I was thinking. I was like, come on, Mysterio, you got it. And and Seely in full-on Mickey fashion, like pounds the fish and is like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> nice. Alright, so. To start off, what would you like for Mysterio to do? Aerial Ace. Great. So he just immediately goes and rushes toward the Monferno. Go ahead and roll a hit. That's a 10. A 10, a full success. Excellent. Go ahead and roll your damage for that Aerial Ace as he immediately takes the crowd in for a second, puffs out his chest, and rushes forward, wings outstretched. As the Monferno is like monkey running towards him, Mysterio just goes to clothesline him. I believe it's 16. 
great. So excellent. With everything together, yeah, 16, great. Fly me to Mysterio Wings and let him strip. <laughs> Come on, Mysterio! So that is going to be minus Monferno's defense. That's 13, but double to 26 super effective points of damage. Ooh, we came to play! A big hit out the gate for Mysterio as the crowd is already like, ooh! And Bailey's like, that's all right. That's all right. You got him. You got him, Monferno. Come on, get in there. Let's do a mock punch and just get in there with some fire after. So Monferno is going to use mock punch and then attempt to clash. That is going to be a mixed success for the mock punch. Ooh. Just going to deal a point of damage to Mysterio. Boom. Just a single point. Uh, rolled poorly for the mock punch and didn't get to add anything to it. Do I get to roll leftovers now or later? Leftovers is on your turn. Oh, okay. So I missed the chance. Well, you didn't have anything to heal oh, on your turn. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of each of your turns, you can roll for the leftovers. Because Mysterio is holding the leftovers. Love it. But now Monferno is going to attempt to roll to clash. Running forward, uh, a flaming monkey hit. Oof, Monferno, what are you doing, bud? That is only a six, so that is a failure. Uh. Mysterio coming out strong, jumps, leaps out of the way uh, with a little flap of the wings, gets out of the way of the Monferno. Then it's back to you, Pearl. Woo! That's right, Mysterio. You got this. No need to be nervous. Look down at those leftovers and think of home. They're all rooting for you right now. You can do it! We cut to uh, the Pokemon Coliseum back in old <gasps> They're Grimity. live streaming it! They're, They're live streaming it right now! They're all cheering at home! It's a true Rocky! <laughs> Mr. Leftovers has, like, plugged some jumper cables to that Heliolisk that you fought. <laughs> that is so cute! Mr. Leftovers has plugged up the jumper cables to the Heliolisk and then has just like attached it to a t uh, like an old TV and all of the Pokemon are like crowded around. The Machoke and the Primeape are like looking surly as they're watching, but Mr. Leftovers is like selling concessions. Oh, so cute. They, some people have like home shirts with Mysterio on them, Team yeah. Punch, yeah. I will say not a ton at this point. They just know that like, one of their old people's in there. But okay, like Mysterio. Like three or four Mysterio, really loyal friends. Mis, mis, yeah. Do, Mysterio and just does. wasn't that popular. He was struggling before you met him. But they know that somebody they met. So, first of all, like at this point in the game, it's like, all right, let's see how he's doing. He's probably going to choke again. Okay. You know, but they're right, watching. But, by but the they're end watching. Of this, we all know peanuts and pretzels are flying. I'm in just the saying air. we got to build. Right Moving now, they're the skeptical. Right. right now, they're skeptical. Right. I see the vision of the future. Though. Yes. And Ditto <laughs> has that shirt on. Yes. Right now in the stands watching. <laughs> Pillsbury. Yes, absolutely. Blank eyes. Pillsbury, you know there's who a lot is of uh, <laughs> dressed as just a person <laughs> with sunglasses on? Wearing a shirt. No, no, no. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. sure. I don't know. It's up to oh, you. Oh, yeah, because it probably wouldn't be in Lucas' party. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's Pillsbury's fine. Not, not in his official squad right now, but he's, he's like, sitting next to Lewis and Reynolds. Both Waldo and Pillsbury are just generic, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pearl, what do you want to do on your turn with Mysterio? Aerial Ace. Cool. That is an eight. An eight. All right, so that is going to be a mixed success. So that's just going to be 2d6 plus four for your damage. But you still add the plus four because of your warrior and because of stab for Halucha. Twelve. Great, so that's going to be nine double to 18 points of super effective flying damage. Another big decisive hit. And then can I use leftovers? Yes, at the end of your turn, you can use your leftovers. You don't even need to roll for it because it's 1d6 plus three. So I'm just back up to max. Yep. 
Oh gosh, all right, come on, Monferno, we gotta get it together. Tell you what, go in there, use some acrobatics on him. That'll get it. We're limber! That is gonna be a 10 total for the acrobatics. As Mysterio comes in with another big hit with the wings, Monferno actually like does a big jump into the air with like a flip and slams the tail down onto Mysterio. That's gonna be 11 points of flying damage. What is Halucha's defense again? Five. Great, so that is gonna be six double to 12 points of super effective flying damage as the Monferno slams down with the acrobatics. But I am fighting and flying. But Mysterio is still vulnerable to flying type moves. Am I all, I'm vulnerable to myself? Ugh. Ugh. My feelings. And that is Monferno's turn as it slams down with this sweet flip. And what is Mysterio gonna do? Uh, you're a flaming monkey. How do you have flying in you? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I want you hear you guys again. Nine. Nine, another mixed success. So 2d6 plus four for the damage from your aerial ace. As Mysterio continues to use the high ground and then swoop down at Monferno. 13. Okay, great. With 13, that is going to come out to 20 super effective points of flying damage. And then I'm going to use leftovers. Great. So a d6 plus three. Eight. Nice, nice. Good restoration from the leftovers there. Bailey says, okay, okay, okay. All right, come on. Just go in there for another acrobatics, Monferno. That, that's going to work. I feel it. It's going to go great. That is another 10 total. And that is going to be 14 super effective points of flying damage uh, as both Mysterio and the Monferno are flipping off of the ropes to try and hit each other. So half of these are like happening midair just as they collide with each other. And then it's back to you, Pearl. I want to get a scan on how healthy this monkey's looking. Okay, so you want to attempt to discern traits? Yeah. Great, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus logic as your extra action. That was a great roll, 11. Nice, 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 nice. With an 11, discern traits has different things for whether something is a new Pokemon or a Pokemon that you have studied or encountered before. Pearl's father, Captain Ron, has a Monferno back on the SS Clara. So for a Pokemon that you have studied or encountered before on a 10 plus, you can ask two of the questions from the list and your Pokemon gets a plus one on their next move. Oh, sweet. How much health does it have? Uh, it's looking real bad with six hit points remaining. Oh, great. All right, we're gonna do an aerial ace. Cool, with an aerial ace, go ahead and roll to hit. And I get a plus one? Yes, you have an extra plus one onto what are you that makes it a full success. It's a 10. Excellent. All right, a full success. Go ahead and roll your damage for Aerial Ace as Mysterio the Halucha swoops in again. Come on, end this fight. You got it. And and then in um, a moment of clarity, Steely just looks deep into it, the eyes and whispers, Ordorort. <gasps> it's a low roll. 13. 13 is still going to come out to 20 super effective points of flying damage as Mysterio swooping in with these powerful wings on the aerial ace. Boom! KOs the Monferno. Woo! Ah, okay, come on. Come on, Monferno. Get back in there. Passimian, get in there. Start monkeying around. <laughs> so the Passimian enters the field. Hey, question for you, and you can say no. Since I only used one of my questions, could I use it on this Passimian? Sure. Okay, cool. What's the type? Type fighting, straight up. Okay. So that was your turn now that Passimian has come out. So as an extra action, the Passimian is going to use focus energy, increasing his crit range. 
And then as the main action, Passimian is going to attempt to shape the field. Plus might, and it is gonna be an eight, a mixed success. So you get to pick one from the might list as does Passimian. Great, LOL, I was gonna shape the field on my turn, but that worked out just as well for me. <laughs> Passimian is gonna use M7, ignoring defense. Which tag would you like to add to the field, Pearl? M4. Great, M4. So when they use moves of their type that are melee or mid-range, one designated Pokemon and Pokemon of the same type must roll the damage twice and take the lower result. So basically fighting moves, lower damage. Roll them twice, take the lower. Cool. So now it is your turn. What would you like to do, Pearl? As the Passimian, by shaping the field, I think the Passimian, that like little melon ball thing that he has that he's throwing around, I think that he just like throws it into one of the like ropes and it just starts like pinballing around the place. That's cool. Uh, just trying to throw Mysterio off guard. How does Mysterio respond? What is Mysterio shaping the field in response? Mysterio catches it, crushes it with his bare hands, <laughs> throws it in their face and says, let's fight. Okay. <laughs> Not impressed. We've got the skills of a monkey, and we're agile. We're limber. <laughs> so uh, what's Mysterio doing? Aerial Ace. Intimidating, right? <laughs> That's a nine. A nine. All right, so it's going to be a mixed success, so go ahead and roll 2d6 plus four. Uh, ten. Great. So taking its defense into account, that is going to be ten super effective points of flying damage. It seems to have a high defense. That is your turn then. Meanwhile, that is going to take us back over to the Passimian, who is going to come up close and with that big monkey tail is going to try to use an iron tail with a full success, almost to crit with that focus energy, but it's a natural 10. What's iron tail? Iron tail is a steel type move. Uh, so just that tail hardens that that big monkey tail more like lemur but you know uh and he comes around to smack halucha with it can i detect yes you can you can use detect if you would like to negate that full success so from detect you automatically avoid one hit but if you would like to use it again in this battle you have to roll a natural 10 or higher Nice. So what does this look like as Halucha avoids the blow from this full success Iron Tail? How does he avoid it, lean into it? What? What is it? What's he do? I wish there was another melon. <laughs> um, he does the Beyonce hand with uh, single ladies. <laughs> he just, boom, with the one flip of the hand, just catches the Iron Tail and then just muscle pushes it back away. Yeah, but also, what? uh oh much, much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Ooh, all right. I didn't didn't see that coming. Didn't expect the detect. So cool. Go ahead and it is your turn now. What would you like to do? I don't want to shape the field, but I'll shape the field. Okay, you're going to shape the field? Yeah. I don't feel like it's going to work. Are you rolling plus what? I guess I'm rolling plus agility. It's a six. Ooh, with a six, unfortunately, that is not going to work. So I think that some of the nerves get to Mysterio in this moment as he goes up to the ropes uh, to try to set up for a larger move. Uh, just the crowd gets to him a little bit and he falters. And Passimian takes advantage of this opportunity and pulls out two more melons from underneath the stage. So Passimian is going to activate M6 and give himself a plus one bonus to might-based attack rolls. And then is also going to use M1. So whenever Halucha is uh, starting his turn within melee range, uh, we'll take some fighting damage uh, if he fails a tough it out roll. So cool. 
So with that in mind, did you want to use an extra action on your turn? Sure, I'll use Hone Claws. Cool. All right. So you use Hone Claws and Mysterio increases his to hit bonus by one and gives himself an extra plus one to his attack stat. Cool. At the end of my turn, I want to use my leftovers too. Okay. I got an eight. Great. All right. You get back eight points. Then the Passimian is going to try to take down with a critical hit from a natural 11 from his focus energy. He's going to roll double the dice for the damage. So the Passimian is going to deal 29 points of normal damage to Halucha and in return is going to take eight in recoil damage. That then takes us back to you, Pearl. I want to do Karate Chop. A Karate Chop. Go ahead and roll to hit. Okay, 10. 10, a full success. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus 9 fighting damage. 15. 15. So that's going to be 10 points of fighting damage to the Passimian. Okay, I'm going to roll leftovers. It's a five. Great. All right, that then takes us back to the Passimian. The original Shape the Fields are going to go away. Time out. So Passimian is no longer ignoring your defense, and you are no longer forcing it to roll twice and take the lower on fighting type moves. So Passimian likes ignoring the defense, so Passimian is going to attempt to shape the field again. Melons in hand is actually going to use the crushed melon from earlier to try to make the floor all slippery. Ooh. Oh, no. That is a failure with a six. So you get to add two to the field. Okay. What is the category again? Might. Uh, Let's do M4 again. Okay, great. So lower damage to fighting type moves. And then uh, which other one would you like? I guess M2. M2. Okay, so when he uses damaging moves of his type, he can roll twice and take the higher result. So you're doing that with flying specifically? Yeah. So how does Halucha use this melon redirect to his advantage? He eats it and spits it back in his face. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) It's really aggressive. The crowd is getting pretty jazzed about that. And now it is your turn. What would you like to do, Pearl? Aerial Ace. Great. It's an 11. An 11, a full success. Excellent. Roll that 2d6 plus 9. You can roll twice and take the higher result. Okay, so we'll take 10 plus 9, 19. Great, so that's going to be 14 double to 28 points of super effective flying damage against the Passimian. Booyah! Take that, you overripe melon! And I'll do leftovers. Great. That is eight. Ooh, nice. Eight hit points recovered. Okay, okay, okay. Since he's got to deal with lower damage from fighting type moves, the Passimian is going to try to come in, sweep in, slide in once again off of the uh, remains of whatever melon juice is on the ring right now and attempt another Iron Tail. That is going to be a mixed success with a nine. So that's going to be eight points of steel damage to Mysterio, effectively just nullifying what you got from the leftovers. But then it's back Fair. to you. Fair. Let's do another aerial ace. Cool. Let's, Go make, ahead. let's keep this progress rolling. Nice, nice, nice. Also, his previous M1 and M4 are over now. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also forgot to do M1 when you were close to him, so it's fine. <laughs> It evens out because you forgot a couple leftovers. So it, okay, it, fair. it would have been exactly the same both ways and nobody needs to talk about it. Um, unfortunately, that was just a seven for this aerial ace. That's still going to be a mixed success. So 2d6 plus four and you get to roll two and take the higher. All right. Uh, we'll take the nine um, plus four, th- 13. All right. And I'm just going to roll leftovers now. That's nine for left. 
Oh, nice. Max yeah, heal home, on that leftover. The home lucky charm. Mm, takes a little nibble. 13, that's going to come out to 16 super effective points of damage against the Passimian. Go home, melon boy. <laughs> I do love the Passimian. I think the Passimian has a lot of fashion choices. Like, it's a very fashionable pokey without trying to be a fashion-forward pokey. <laughs> I do agree. That melon hat, there's some fashion happening. But that is your turn, which is going to take us back to the Passimian. How's Mysterio looking right now? I mean, looks great. Really buff, really strong. <laughs> really powerful. Yeah, 60 health. Oh, yeah. So he's doing good. All right. Oh, Passimian is looking rough. And so he's really trying to, hmm, he's not going to do takedown because he doesn't want to just kill himself with recoil. So he's going to try mm. for another iron tail. That is going to be a full success. Can a I use 10. detect? You can I know I have to roll a 10. Yeah, go ahead and roll to see if detect can work. I rolled a 12! Oh! What is it? What is the deflection? <laughs> Picks up an empty piece of melon on the floor and just uh, puts it right over their head so they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. The detect is successful and he avoids the iron tail, which would have been... Unpleasant. Would have been close to max damage. Yikes. Oh, man. Oh, an excellent, excellent move from Mysterio. The crowd is loving that. Fanta cheering on alongside Celie on the sidelines uh, as this bird's fine in his groove. I know. I kind of just want to keep him in. I hope he can beat all three. I want to boost his confidence. Nice. All right. So that is then going to take us to your turn, Pearl. What you got with Mysterio? Well, then let's just do Aerial Ace. It's an eight. It's an eight. All right, a mixed success. So go ahead and roll it with your last of your boosted damage from the shape the field. 11. Is going to come to six, double to 12 points of super effective flying damage. And how does Mysterio the Halucha KO the Passimian who had eight hit points remaining? Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful Nacho Libre flying moment. You know, we see it, we gaze, and then the smash. Oh, all the melon juice splashes up from the mat. Yes. And with that, as he smashes down, Harry says, Monferno and Passimian is both unable to battle, which means that Pearl and Team Punch are victorious. Wait, what? Yes. How does that work? Because each person has however many Pokemon at their disposal to choose from, but each of you only get two per fight. So I don't have to fight the third? You don't have to fight the primate because she had the three to choose from, but to, to take two into the battle. Oh, dang. Sorry, not sorry, Bailey. <laughs> She's like, oh, man. Uh, come on, come on, Passamian. Uh, that was really good, Pearl. That was, wow, that was really strong. And Ditto climbs up and gives him a hug. <laughs> 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 not like it's the end of Rocky yet. I can't give a full, full end. And then... <laughs> Pearl just is like a, a nod and a wink. Yes. No, Pillsbury. I've tried to play cool. Well, Pillsbury's going to wait because Pillsbury is disguised as man right now. Okay, but in reality. But in, but in his in heart. A, in his heart. In his heart. Up. He is, Pillsbury is cheering wildly yeah. from the stands. Uh, he's so proud of his best friend. All right, Pearl plays it cool. She gives him a nod and a wink. Yeah, you give the nod and, and the wink. And lets him soak it up. And Mysterio, just for a moment, just like puffs out the chest. Lifts up the wings, the hands. Yeah, victory cry. And the crowd is going wild. They love it. And as a janitor comes up to sweep up the melon juice, mop it up off of the ring, Harry says, 
All right, that's going to take us to our next matchup. We've got Luca with Team Squad versus Tom and the Krusty Crew. And that is where we'll pick up next time. I love the Krusty Crew. Remember that time you burned me and said, well, you're not as popular as the Lord of the Rings people, so you can't still eat on our podcast. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my real evil crew, my real alternate evil crew is Spiked Punch. <coughs> <laughs> right on the sip. I should have known better. Yo, yo, what's up, Mysterio? I got Mysterio. Yes, the Halucha has officially been named Mysterio. Love it. Thank and we, you, Patreons. You already knew that because we put it in before this, but now we know. Wait, what? Because you were like, we'll insert the name here in this very much earlier episode. Oh, right. I forgot about that. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded yeah, last. Yeah, experiencing the lag. Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain, folks. It's fine. It's fine. No, we've been... We haven't recorded for a couple of weeks, and I've been itching, obviously, with where we have left off the I got proceedings. Mysterio, Mysterio. <laughs> I think that's a new theme song. <laughs> it makes me think of that uh, Outcast song. This is Jonah from the future to say that I was wrong, and the song that I was thinking of is actually Pump It by the Black Eyed Peas, which was released in 2009, so please do cut me some slack on that one. Another radio. Great oh my gosh, that's great! <laughs> Turn up the radio, it's Mysterio now! Oh, that's the entrance song for him. <laughs> Thank you, Outcast. Thank you, Big Boy and Andre 3000. Benjamin. Personal friends. <laughs> Personal friends. I really, wish. honestly. I wish. We'll probably name our firstborn after him. Big Boy or Andre 3000? You know, hon, it's going to be a toss-up. They're just both such good friends. Got to be twins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you want to play? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Great.
Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners? Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N. Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Thank you for listening to Postcard from Paul on Quest Company Junior. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.